0: morning glad to see all of you here this morning as we come to worship the lord please join me as we sing the doxology together and it's number 549 in the red hymnal and we'll sing the doxology Hymn number 707, do not save riches here on earth where moths and rust destroy and robbers break in and steal. Instead, save riches in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and robbers cannot break in and steal. For your heart will always be where your riches are. Amen. Our first hymn this morning is hymn number 99, What a Fellowship. What a joy divine. me as we go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Our gracious God, Lord, we come before you just as we are this morning, and God, with all the needs that we have in our lives, we also take time to think of the needs of others and not only of ourselves. Because God, in doing so, we know that as we pray for others, you remind us of the goodness and the things that we have in our lives to be thankful for. And as we lift each other up in prayer, God, we just want to say thank you for all the great things that you have done in our lives. And, Lord, you know the challenges that we face each day, the difficulties that we do our best to try to overcome. But, God, we call upon you to help us the rest of the way because as we look to you for that guidance in our lives, as we look, for you, look to you for the peace that we want to have, we know that we cannot do it in our own strength and in our own way. Help us, God, to see those truths and to trust in you always. And, Lord, we think of the fellow patients that are here, the staff that are working throughout this medical center, the family members that we'll be visiting today. Lord, we lift them up to you in prayer as well, because you know of those needs that they have. And, Lord, we just ask that you would... Intervene in a very special way and remind them always of your presence in their lives. And God, we are so thankful that you taught us to pray by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for praying with me this morning. Our next hymn is number 303, I Serve a Risen Savior. 303, I Serve a Risen Savior. Amen. Thank you for singing with me this morning. It's always good when I'm not singing a solo up here. It's always good. Appreciate that. Our scripture reading this morning is the Gospel of Mark, chapter 3, beginning with verse 7. Jesus withdrew with his disciples to the lake, and a large crowd from Galilee followed. When they heard about Jesus, all he was doing Many people came to him from Judea, Jerusalem, Indomia, and the regions across the Jordan and around Tyre and Sidon. Because of the crowd, he told his disciples to have a small boat ready for him to keep the people from crowding him. For he had healed many, so that those with diseases were pushing forward to touch him. Whenever the impure spirits saw him, they fell down before him and cried out, You are the Son of God. But he gave them strict orders not to tell others about him. Amen. Let us pray. Our gracious God, Lord, we are so thankful that we've had this time to worship you thus far. We thank you for the scriptures that we have read, the prayers that we have offered together, and the hymns that we have sung. And Lord, I would just ask that that praise would continue. Help me now, I pray, in Christ's name. Amen. So how many of you have ever received a a special invitation to attend an event? Perhaps a wedding? Perhaps a birthday? In fact, one of our grandsons had his birthday yesterday and we received an invitation for that. And all the times that we get those invitations, it's it's always nice that people remember about the relationship that we have with them, and they invite us to the events that they have, because we're part of that relationship. We're part of that following, for that family or for that friend. And it's always good when we get an invitation to that. In the same way, Christ extended an invite to his disciples. In the same way, Christ extends the same invite to you and I each and every day to come and join him, to come and be with him. And as the crowds followed Jesus, many of them obviously did not have an invitation or did they have an invitation? Because of the different miracles that Jesus was performing, People that had need felt that that was an invitation to come and to be healed by him. And in the same way, do we see that invitation the same way for us, for who we are as followers of Jesus Christ? Jesus extends to us the same invitation as he did to the crowds, to come and be healed. May not be for physical trauma it could be it may not be for emotional trauma it could be it may not be for spiritual trauma it could be but Jesus is beckoning and calling each and every once for us to be healed healed from the things that are separating us from the love of God To be healed from those things that are separating us from the relationships that God wants us to have with others. And I don't know about you, but I need healing every day. I need healing every day. And I guarantee you next weekend after I hike the Grand Canyon with 30 plus soldiers and we go rim to rim in one day, I too will be definitely needing physical healing if not emotional healing as well. And that'll come back the following Sunday to let you know how that, how that works. So pray for me this coming Labor Day weekend when you think of me, because this old guy is going to go out and try to do it with the 18 and 19 year olds. We'll see how that goes. But when we have that invite to healing, when we have that invitation that God extends to each and every one of us, how do we respond to it? Do we send our regrets saying, God, no, I, I've received your invitation to join with you spiritually, emotionally, and physically to look at the power that you can perhaps work in my life and provide some type of healing from the hurts that I'm experiencing. Do we send our regrets to that? Or do we send that RSVP, yes, Lord, I hear your invite. And I am going to be attending with you. I'm going to be joining in that healing process with you. And as part of that RSVP, God, I would ask that you would give me that faith that I need to have as I follow that invite that you have extended to me. Because when we do and respond in the invitation the way that God wants us to respond he doesn't make us respond he doesn't force us to respond he doesn't give us that guilt trip to respond you know one of my favorite bumper stickers that I see and I always remember it is the bumper sticker said that my mother would be a great travel agent because she's always sending me on guilt trips but God doesn't put us on a guilt trip he wants us to respond openly he wants the decision to be our own because if it's in any other way if it's any other fashion if it's the way that we are doing it because we think people want us to respond that way, or we're trying to get something out of it, or we're trying to please someone else, or we're feeling some kind of sense of guilt that if we don't respond, something negative is going to happen to us and we do it anyway. No, we have to do it in a response that gives us the freedom to do so. Because when we identify with that freedom, we see in our lives that fact that God is always wanting us to grow. You and I are always growing and maturing in our relationship with God. And one of the ways that we can see how we're doing on that is how we respond to the things of God in our lives. Do we do so willingly? Or do we do so kicking and screaming? Now, I must admit that there are times that I have followed the Lord and I was kicking and screaming, saying, no, this is not for me. No, Lord, I don't want to do it. And literally, he closed all the doors. He closed all the windows. He sealed all the cracks. And I only had one direction to go. And I went kicking and screaming. But God doesn't want us to respond that way to him. He always wants us to come freely. He always wants us to Be with him in a very special way that we acknowledge that we are with you because we want to be with you. Because we love you. And we know that you love us. And so God tells us in that invite that we are called to be something special and something different something different and special in a way that acknowledges the relationship that we have with God to others. And we have a responsibility to respond. But once again, in that responsibility, it's far different when we do it willingly than when we do it in an unwilling manner. There are ways in which we can respond to God that acknowledge that personal belief that we have in our relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ. The fact that you and I acknowledge that invite, the fact that you and I understand that as we go to God, He does accept us for the way that we are. Not for something that we can't be, or an image perhaps that others have of us, but just for who we are. A couple of months ago, my wife and I were having a discussion and one of the things that we were talking about was the whole ideal of expectations. Expectations. And I think all of us have expectations. Expectations of others. Expectations of the relationship that we have with God. Expectations that I think we put on ourselves unfairly. And so when we come to those expectations of God's invite. What are those expectations that you have of God? you expect Him to heal you from everything? Yes, I expect that. Should we have the faith to believe that? Yes. Do I have the faith to believe that? I have to be honest with you and say, no, my faith is lacking. I need to have the faith that can only come from God. And in that sense, it reflects the fact that God is always growing with us, helping us to try to understand our walk with Him. And as we accept that invite, as we come into God's presence, we are reminded that God wants us to keep our minds open to the truth. You know, I've worked with a lot of leaders through my lifetime. And for me, the best leader I've ever worked for was someone that instilled trust in me. Because if I trust someone in which I am following, I will do more for them than they would ever expect. I would be loyal to them more than any other. I would defend that person that I trusted. Think about the leaders that you have known. Now, I know we have had bad leaders, so let's put the bad leaders aside. But think about the good leaders that you had, the ones that you trusted, the ones that held that loyalty in allegiance. And because you trusted them, You were willing to do far more than you ever thought you could accomplish and that you could do. Because a leader that we trust them, they also instill that confidence in us as well, confidence in ourselves. A leader that we trust also instills the courage that we need to have. Because we know that our leadership is looking out for our best interests as we look out for their best interests. But I think one thing that's more important that covers all those things is serving a leader that has compassion and understanding. Think about those leaders in which you felt that compassion and that understanding along with that trust, along with their ability to be able to let you know what your left and right limits were. Now, those of you that are not affiliated with the military are not going to understand that. But those of us who do affiliate with the military, we know left and right limits. We know that there are boundaries in terms of those left and right limits. And why are those boundaries existing? It's so you can protect yourself and others in the most best possible way that you can. And God tells us through His Son, Jesus Christ, what our left and right limits are. Not to inhibit us, not to hold us back, but to help us understand that in all that we do, in all that we are in Christ, that we have boundaries. Boundaries that exist of faith. Boundaries that exist of truth. Boundaries that exist of trust. Boundaries that exist of compassion. Because if we know what those boundaries are, the potential for each and every one of us to truly be healed by God is unlimited. It is infinite. There is nothing that we can't do before God that he would not heal, that he would not give us that impact in our lives. Now, it may not be the expectations that we have of what that healing is, because God has placed us, each and every one of us, in a different journey, in a different place, so we can minister to others. So my idea of healing for something in my life might be totally different than what God's idea of healing is. And we need to accept that. We need to grow in that understanding. But it doesn't mean that we should not ask for what the ultimate healing should be for us as we see it, as we understand it. And then we let God do the rest because that is true faith and when we pray to God when we cry out to him do we understand in that invitation that he has given us that that's what he wants us to be a person that cries out to him about all things a person that cries out talking about the limitations that we have in our own faith and to have the faith that God wants us to have, it has to come only from Him. It's not something that we can do or exercise within our own lives, because we have limitations. But God does not. And we understand that, but yet we still are frustrated because we have an expectation. We have a desire We have a need in our lives that we feel that we know the best answer to that problem. And as we understand that, God accepts us just for who we are. God loves us just for who we are. God extends to each and every one of us The same love, the same compassion, the same grace, the same mercy. The invitation that I get, you get the same invitation. I am no special person. You are no special person. Except in the eyes of God, you and I have an equality that this world cannot ever understand that you and I stand before God as equals because you and I are God's creation. God loves you the same amount that He loves me. God truly believes in equality in all things. But yet we look around in our lives and we see the things that are not equal. And we cry out in frustration. But yet God reminds us that if we truly believe that he is in control of all things, that all things will work out according to his will, according to his purpose. And it's not a vain saying. It's not something that we do when we are just so frustrated we say, oh, it's God's will. Yes, it is God's will, but yet we have a responsibility to each other to change the things that we can, right? The serenity Prayer and to be able to know the difference of those things that we can change and those things that we cannot change, and leave all of those things up to God. Because we are always growing. We are always wanting to learn more about our relationship with God. We are more always wanting to learn and to be a follower and to imitate the things that God wants us to imitate. His love. His compassion, His desire that everyone come to know Jesus Christ so everyone can have that restored relationship with God. And then as we're always growing, we see the relationship that God gives us in all things. And then we begin to see God's vision. God's vision of what He intends for each and every one of us. And that is what? God's ultimate vision is for all of us to come to know Jesus Christ, for all of us to partake in understanding in the eternal life that we have that is yet to come, to catch the vision about how we are supposed to love each other the way that Christ loved, the way that Christ made the sacrifice, the way that Christ put others first instead of himself, and as we are always growing, we begin to see little glimpses of that vision. And then we begin to understand the things of God. And then we see as we are following God in that invitation, the things around us that reflect God's glory. Your relationship with God, my relationship with God, all reflect God's glory. And yes, my relationship is imperfect. Your relationship is imperfect, but where is the glory? The glory is the fact that God still loves me even though I am imperfect. God still loves you even though you are imperfect. And there is glory to be seen in that. There is glory to be seen in our imperfections. Because that means God is not done with us yet. God is not through with us yet. And then we see in our lives the fact that as we're growing, we have a long way to go. It's always good to recognize the fact that we're always growing because a lot of times I've seen many people get caught up in this spiritual pride, this spiritual, if you will, arrogance, the spiritual condescending type of attitude that I am more righteous than you are. Uh Uh-uh. If you are always growing in the Lord, you realize that your righteousness is truly filthy rags. That you are no better than the next person. And it is only by the grace of God that you go. It is only by the grace of God go I into the world in which we live in. To demonstrate the love, hopefully the best that we can, that God has given us. And yes, as we see our lives, and yes, we look to those imperfections, we always are reminded of the perfection that we have through what God has done for us in His Son, Jesus Christ. And when we identify with those things, we are growing, we are hearing, we are responding, and also we are sharing in the sufferings of what it is to be a follower of Jesus Christ. I'd like to tell you that being a follower of Jesus Christ is great every day and it's always rosy and it's always wonderful and you always get everything that you want. Nobody will ever say a harsh word to you. Nobody will ever treat you badly. That is not true. Our relationship with God through His Son Jesus Christ many times is a struggle. Many times it is a battle. But we have to remind ourselves that in that battle, the victory has already been won at the cross. But yet we pursue what God wants us to do in our lives. We pursue the cause of Christ. We pursue the significance that God has given each and every one of us in our lives. And we show and we demonstrate that significance to others. And we reach out to them and we tell them, you are just as important to God as I am. And we treat each other accordingly. That is the goal. That is the significance that you have as a follower of Jesus Christ. Do you see that significance the way that God wants you to see it? Do you see it as a privilege? As an honor? As something that God has extended to you? Because when we see it that way, we just begin to grow more and more as a follower of Jesus Christ. And as we enter in our relationship with God, we begin to see the healing that is taking place in our lives the healing that God has said He would always give us. And then we begin to see that healing and we begin to understand God's truths in our lives. And then we just say, thank you, God. Thank you for that vision that you have given me. Thank you for the glory that I see in my life and in the lives of others. Thank you for those things that I suffer for in Christ. Thank you for accepting my imperfections because in you... I have made perfect. So it is my hope and prayer that as we continue on with this day and begin this week, that we're always looking for those opportunities to always be growing in God. To accept that invitation, as God calls us each day, to His healing power for the things that we need to work on in our lives and for the healing power that God can give to others. Because in doing so, we are truly following Him in the best way that we possibly can. And that we're truly always growing in Him. Amen. Let us take a few moments and prepare our hearts for communion. Identifying with God through His Son, Jesus Christ, that we want to have that relationship with Him always. Let us pray. Our gracious God, we are so thankful that you've given us this wonderful opportunity to recognize our imperfections and your perfections. Lord, forgive us when we have not accepted the invitation that you have given us to experience your healing powers in our lives. Thank you, God, for this public testimony that we can give. In Christ's name, amen. for whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you'll proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us partake together. Our closing hymn this morning is number 153. <coughs> Abide with me, fast falls the even time. our circumstances. Let us pray. Our gracious God, we are so thankful that you have sent us that invitation to come and join you in your healing power for us every day. Lord, help us to accept an invitation to draw closer to you and experience the healing power that you have for our lives. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding Be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for coming.